Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 18 of the Chat Marketing Podcast. Today's guest is Mel Eilers, the founder of Socially Sound, a Facebook marketing agency in the UK. Now, Mel is only relatively new to the chat marketing space, which is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on because she has this new lens on the space and is currently discovering the potential of what's possible with chat marketing and many chat. Mel has recently had some great success with chat campaigns for clients, and we delve into that, her background, and what the future holds for her in this space and in chat marketing. So without further ado, let's jump into our interview with Mel Eilers of Socially Sound. All right, Mel, welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Thank you, Dan. It's lovely to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Oh, absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to um, learning more a little bit about where you've got to where you currently are, and it's always an interesting story, but you have an interesting story, so I'd love to hear about your background (laughs) and how I guess you got here um to to delivering chatbot marketing services for clients yeah so uh, well as you know i am a relative newcomer to the chat marketing space um it's been just under a little under a year now for me and but my background is in uh, b2b publishing in print publishing and uh, we're going back several years now probably about 25 years and i was a i started out as a sub editor uh, sitting on a news desk, uh, a weekly title, Travel Weekly here in the UK. Um, and it was uh, news and features. And my job, along with the rest of the team, was to take the stories that the journalists did, dot the I's, cross the T's, change the sentence structure and make it very readable for our target market and put in the headlines to draw in the readers and the intros. So my my background really is in conversational marketing from many, many years ago. And obviously over the years it has evolved. Um, I, I then went, I think about 15 years ago now, I decided I didn't want to work in corporate anymore. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted a bit more flexibility. I wanted to work at home sometimes. And that was just at the start where going back some years where you could just about get some Wi-Fi, you know, in your, in your home on the dial up. And, um, that's where I decided I wanted to be, but I continued in the B2B space. Um, and I worked for other, other titles. I did a lot of work in the health and beauty industry, uh, in, uh, the, the motor trade as well. <laughs> and, uh, I also worked on some technology titles as well. And that's, um, really where my love of, technology probably and how things fit together and automation probably comes from as well um so then i i then actually took a break to have my kids and when i it got to then got to sort of october 2017 i had two kids in nursery and i was like wow now i need to get back to work now i need to uh, i need to go and use my brain again but but what can i do because my background was in print and print as we know by, I mean, this was four years ago, four or five years ago now. Um, even then it was, it was starting to decline basically. And 
I didn't really want to be in that space anymore. And but I still wanted something that kept me either doing writing or copywriting or a very similar industry. And I hit on social media. So I retrained in social media marketing um, on the organic side across Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and loved it. And I worked with clients doing their organic social media um, for a couple of years, actually. And uh, I, I loved the way that social media, when it's done properly, is conversational. It's, it's social. And it's, I spent a lot of time working with brands, getting them to understand that it's social media, not sales media. And it still drives me insane now when I see mm-hmm. brands just putting out sales posts and then wondering why they don't get any traction on it. And it's like, well, it's, it's, you know, and so my, my whole thing now is about sort of conversation and uh, community leads to conversion. And that is kind of where I've now repositioned my business. Um, I don't do social media uh, management anymore. I then um, retrained in Facebook ads because I had a lot of people ask me about ads because, you know, the, the Facebook ad platform is obviously huge. And I remember opening up Ads Manager one day and I looked at it and I went, whoa, I can't, I can't go in here without any training. It's just, it's, <laughs> yeah. look at that. That's all just letters, numbers, figures. That means absolutely nothing to me. But again, it's, it was technology. So it appealed to me. So I, I trained with um, Emma Van Heusen, who here in the UK is, is uh, pretty much the person to train with. She's trained by um, Facebook's global team. And that was three months of me pulling my hair out, trying to understand how uh how to do an effective facebook ad strategy and for people who don't know who who you know small businesses i can see why they think that facebook ads don't work because it's it can be it can be quite complex and it's a matter of understanding all the moving parts um but it was thanks to a facebook ads client last summer that i discovered chat marketing they were not really getting any traction with their email nurture sequence for what reasons i'm not entirely sure um and they asked me to look into messenger marketing to see if we could deliver the, the email nurture sequence through messenger and so i thought okay yep I'll, I'll i'll look into this for you and so i sat down one afternoon with a, with a cup of tea because you know i'm a brit so we have a cup of tea <laughs> and i thought i'll have an afternoon an afternoon looking at this and i probably I think, Dan, I didn't come up for air for about two weeks. I think I just, I went into ManyChat and I was like, wow, look at this. It, to me, it was like opening up Aladdin's cave. It was technology. It was conversational. It was like the social side of, of, of social media marketing all kind of rolled into one and presented in a format that I could really understand and know that I could, I could do with the, the flow builder and in, inside of ManyChat. And it was like, well, that's amazing. And then you're using randomizers and conditional logic and tag. And I was absolutely blown away. And then, and then I literally was about two weeks out from the um, conversations conference. And I thought, well, now I have to buy a ticket for conversations. And, uh, and so I did. And it was all online, which was good because it would have been too late for me to fly anywhere. And uh, I, I sat here in the UK. The time difference was uh, quite bad. And I think it's, we started at 10 o'clock at night and finished about one in the morning when I was like, oh, I have to go to bed now. But, yeah, that is how I started. And uh, I haven't looked back. I absolutely love it. 
That's <laughs> I'll amazing. Take now. <laughs> no, no, it was great. Um, I, I think we had a, a similar time difference conversations as well. I think I was the next time I was about four a.m. wake up um, oh. to get up in time for that. So, yes, I certainly resonate with the time difference. But it was awesome to be able to still attend and to have so many oh, people from around the world. It was really it great. Was. It's a fascinating. Um, progression and I think it's actually a lot of it's quite similar progression for a lot of people mm. that have found chat marketing and in their business that have gone from organic social media to paid social media to then going well how can I get better results and chat marketing be that mm. um, resort for them to be able to to deliver that for clients but let's go before then and be like you know how with that print background and really interesting that your skill set lies in being able to get a reaction from obviously a small amount of real estate um, mm. in, in the print space, being able to succinctly get the message across. How much of that that skill set have you are you now using in chat marketing? Because I'd imagine there'd be a lot of overlap and things that you've crafted over a couple of decades of experience that now you're like, I know how to – to say something succinctly in the current yeah. medium, you know, to be able to get that reaction. Yeah, and I mean, definitely. I mean, going back to B2B marketing um, in, in print, depending on the title, well, actually all titles at the time, they probably still do now. Everyone has to adhere to a style guide. So, you know, you're, you, you use the way you use certain terms and phrases and you spell something this way and, and not that way. So, um I quite like the way that in chat marketing, it is a lot more conversational and and you can get responses from people despite the language that you use, which is which is different to, to B2B. So in B2B, you're very much trying to, to get across the news, to get across the, across the message, whereas in, in chat marketing, it is... Um, it's more two way, isn't it? You're you're looking for responses from your consumer, um, from the questions that you are asking. But I have always I've always loved language and the way we communicate using language. And language has massively evolved, I think, in our terms and our phrases with technology um, in the last oh, I don't know fifteen years, maybe, mm. and how we used to formally write emails, you know, dear so-and-so, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was like writing a written letter that we would have written 20 years ago. And now and now we don't. And now email is a little bit more informal. Um, I mean, the other spectrum of that is looking at my daughter's text messages and going, well, I've got absolutely no idea what you're saying to your mate. So that makes no sense that. to me at all. You know, <laughs> that's, 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 I mean, that's language in a way, but it's not, it's not language that really hopefully will ever will ever come to the fore, especially in chat marketing. Um, I, did, I just love the way that chat marketing has much more of a conversational feel to it. And by asking certain questions um, and whether you're using the user input or quick replies, you can kind of help guide the questions and and help the, the actual person to feel like they're actually having a conversation, even though they're probably well aware it's a chatbot, which they should be really. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yes and no. I think a lot of people think that, wow, these people are really responsive and can really ask a question <laughs> straight away. I have I have had yeah. some people and have seen some, um, some conversations thinking that. Um, yeah, I think that touching on that point around language and then how 
you can use that in chatbots to to bring them to life, but also you must find um, this interesting spot and, and talking about style guides, et cetera. Uh, mm. Sometimes do you find yourself having to go, I need to talk to these people like human beings, I need to be on tone for the brand, but then there's this mm. person in the back of your brain probably saying, <laughs> you can't use those words or that grammatically or no emoji doesn't fit here. But it's yeah. kind of like that's how people communicate now, right? And it, it, it and, is, and that yeah. is how we need to communicate with our customers going forward, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and in chat marketing as well, it's, you know, for a long time, you know, even in some cases now, I, I can't bring myself to put emojis in, mainly in, in, in emails or on my social <laughs> posts. But in chat marketing, for some reason, I feel really comfortable doing it. Yeah. And GIFs as well, because they're supposed to be fun. And you have fun with your customers. You're, in an event, you're only going to increase their, their brand loyalty or their interest in your brand. Um, so you need to talk to, a tone of voice is, is huge, I think. And I, I know when I, I build bots for clients. I um, not everyone has a tone of voice document as part of their marketing uh, marketing arsenal, but you know some people some people do and some people don't. If they don't, I tend to then look at emails that I've received from them, or I look at them on video, and I go and stalk their social posts, or I look at their landing pages. Um, so I, I mean, a bot for a client I built recently. I actually know her really well, and and speak to her probably once or twice a week. And I know her phrases. I know her phrases that mm. she picks up. You know, certain people do say some phrases a lot and it's just part of their language. But if you can pick that up and then you can put that into the chatbot, it not only humanizes it all, but it, it, it does make you, it does, it does wonders for the tone of voice and helps the kind of the brand resonate through all the marketing channels. So that's what I love. I am a lot more casual in my chatbot conversations than, than I used to be in my B2B publishing, that's for sure. Yeah, I bet. I, I think that's such an underrated skill and something that people probably don't talk enough about. Obviously, there's all of the ins and outs of chatbots and, you know, you can really geek out, but at the end of the mm. day, that doesn't really matter if you're not actually having the right conversations or knowing how to drive people to that next step in that journey. So I think that's really yeah, interesting sure. that you've touched mm. on that and um, to be able to have that skill set. And a lot of the best marketers, I think, are quite similar um, or chatbot marketers, that is, uh, are quite similar, that they actually focus as much on the conversation and the design of the conversation and being able to say the right thing as they do the ins and outs of how to automate something mm, at the end of the definitely. day. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I always think, I always advise people that um, now, whether it's for uh, whether it's for their social media posts or whether it is for their chatbot flows, I always say if you if you, if you are your brand and someone described this to me actually initially when I was training a long time ago, and they said if you, if you are your brand and you're standing in a room physically with your customers. What are you going to talk about, and how are you going to talk to them about? It wouldn't be you standing there going, "Well, my brand does this, my brand does that," and um, sell, sell, sell. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be just a one way conversation. You're asking questions, you're waiting for their answers, and it's very it's very chatty, it's very conversational. So when people struggle to to know how to communicate to their customers, okay, I say, okay, well, 
you know, pretend you're in a room with them. What would you say to them? And they're like, well, well, I'd talk about this and I would ask them this and I would ask them this. And I'm like, well, that is what you need to be putting into your social media posts and into your chatbot flows, depending on, on what outcome you want of your, your, your chatbot flows, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's such a great point. And, and I think, like I said, it's just such an underrated skill to be able to get that. Um, and, and some, something that I think a lot of businesses overlook in the whole process. Can you remember when, um, when that client said, can you investigate this chatbot side of things? Mm. Had you actually experienced a chatbot before then? And, and had understood how they sort of work or the background of what they are? I think I had. Um, it wasn't many chat, definitely. It was probably more like being on a website and then it, uh, like a corporate website. I think actually it was an insurance, mm-hmm. uh, probably my business insurance, and I needed to change something and they popped up. And they went, can I help you? And I thought, oh, well, let's give this a go. And and they solved the problem really quickly. It was a, it was a human because they said, they kind of said, wait two minutes whilst we go. And and, and then they did. And then they solved the problem. Sure. And I was like, well, wh- wow, that's quite amazing. And then when the client asked me to look into it, I had, I'd heard of ManyChat and I thought, well, I'll start there. And, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I started there and I, I, I ended there and, uh, I didn't really go any further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I think a lot of people, once they go down that rabbit hole, um, mm. being able to investigate the possibilities of it, what was, what was the main thing that stood out to you when you first discovered them that was the most appealing for chatbots? Oh, well, well, there was quite a lot, but I think, for me, having trained in social media uh, marketing in the organic side and then trained in Facebook ads, I looked at the functionality within ManyChat and I could see that, you know, if you were a small brand that didn't have the money to, to, to spend on Facebook ads, because you do need budget, ideally, that there was many ways of using a chatbot organically to help your your organic growth. And that is, you know, whether it's through um the the ref url whether it's through the qr code whether it's through the comment growth tool and i was thinking well this is amazing if small brands who just want to try and boost their their you know their customers through organic ways that you know the many chat fee here in the uk for i think up to 500 subscribers or something is is less than 10 pounds a month and if you can learn how to build a few basic flows and attach them to a ref url or a comment growth tool for your organic page, um, you know, you, you stand a good chance of dramatically increasing your organic growth. Uh, obviously, as well, you know, there's ways that you can put them into the ads as, as well, but it's yeah. the way it kind of worked for both sides. And I thought, well, this is amazing because so many people say how difficult organic growth is on Facebook these days. And it, and it can be tough. Yeah. I mean, a good strategy yeah. um, that is about social media, not sales media, will always help. But using these extra tools as well um, will uh, certainly help and help you to learn more about your customer because the conversation is two-way. And I also could see benefits for how it would help bricks and mortar stores as well. Um, you know, through the QR code, yeah. um, thinking about how, how during lockdown, um, many businesses could have benefited by using ref URL or QR codes. You know, their, their, their bricks and mortar stores are shut. 
But many of their customers are probably thinking, you know, say, for example, a beauty salon, they're not, they haven't been allowed to open here in the UK for a while. Had they built a, a, a flow and connected it to a QR code and a referral, they could have answered all those questions about how you can still get hold of our products. Mm. Um, obviously, they can't do treatments, you know, where they could pick up with the click and collect and they could put the QR code in in the door of their bricks and mortar store. They could make it into a social media post. They could yeah. use the ref URL and drop them into all the local community groups. And everyone still has their business front of mind if they are still able to operate within the within the COVID rules. Um, and I just thinking, well, this is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, for me, I think it was definitely the fact, the way that the chatbots could sit organically as well as on unpaid and um yeah really 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 exciting stuff yeah and the the interesting part of that is is like you mentioned you're only relatively new to this space in inverted mm. commas saying this from someone that you know has been in it for all of four to five or three, four years, whatever it's been around. It sounds like we've been around for ages, but it's literally like a blip <laughs> on the radar in this whole digital side of yeah. things. Like it yeah. feels like it's been around for a, such a, a long time, but it really is only brand new. Um, when with that client that was like, can you go investigate this side of things? I want to know how it would work. What was interesting to hear what was the process in someone that, is only relatively new because there's been a lot of developments in the industry. There's a mm. lot of features um, that have been around for probably a year, 18 months or so now. What was the process for you to go, well, this is where I need to start with a client mm. and and what did you then um, actually implement for that client after doing that investigation? Well, so uh, for that client, when they asked me to look into that, we were actually only a month away from the end of our contract. So I didn't get time to do huge amounts. And when I first found um, ManyChat and started looking into conversational marketing, I myself sat there and went, oh, my goodness, where do I start? Mm. Because it's huge. And there are so many kind of entry points and you kind of have to pick you know, it's difficult to know, I think, as a newcomer, exactly where to start your learning. Um, but I, I then went into the ManyChat community and I soon realized in there there was quite a huge wealth of people that were, well, the community is very active, isn't it? And there are some trainers and educators in there that are absolutely fantastic at sharing all their knowledge and I found uh, Mackenzie Lieberman, I found Kelly Noble Mirabella, uh, Trilce and Angela. And um, obviously then the actual, I listened, you know, into Mike Yan's keynote as well. And yeah. and for me, that was like, wow, these bit. And then I, then I found Kelly's YouTube channel. And, <laughs> and I no, watched so much. a famous so YouTube much. channel for chat marketers, isn't it? I, I think everyone's gone <laughs> through is, Kelly's yeah. YouTube channel because she's got Definitely. so many amazing videos. So many amazing videos. But the videos that really go down to like the nitty gritty of like one little thing and this is how you do it. It's not like trying to cover you know, the whole of chat marketing in like three videos. It's She literally breaks it down right into the nitty gritty. And um, so I basically spent two weeks looking at all of this, reading all the blogs, um, looking through the community to see what all the questions were. And um, at the time for this, for this client, I then built them out uh, an FAQ on their bot. 
and um, other, in all honesty, compared to what I'd build now, quite simplistic. It was an FAQ about their products and it then led into their, um, their website to learn more about the product. If I was doing it now, I would do it a little bit differently and I'd probably try and get them to implement Shopify and bring on the whole e-commerce side of it as well. But um, uh, my contract with them ended in September, I think it was. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to get my hands on it again. But (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you say like it was was quite basic and it was quite simple, but even just having – things that at least drive it sort of goes back to your insurance um example right Mm. at least having something that drives people to the right point and setting expectations of where they can go and where they can find that information is uh, i think these little things that we probably take um for granted a little bit uh are quite Mm. undervalued for those smaller businesses um and and just and starting basic is i think one of the best ways to start in this space and build from there we'd all love to have the biggest most engaging most automated sophisticated chatbots out there but sometimes you just can't and 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 but also sometimes it's not needed Sometimes exactly. it's just not needed. And uh, I've had, a couple of people have spoken to me before and said, oh, I want a bot. And I'd be like, what do you want it to do? And they went, I don't know, but it just sounds really cool. I really want a bot. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, that, that's great. I'm very, you know, absolutely stoked that you're interested in, in this um, this space. But it's kind of, you need to, starting working with the client, you almost need to know what what is their, what is their end objective and then work backwards from from that in order to try and get them the outcome that they are trying to achieve. And you just go, I want a bot. They'd be like, well, great. <laughs> what do you want it to do? Yeah, that's a pretty broad <laughs> question. Um, yeah. Now that you're working in this space and and you're still obviously doing um, the paid side of things, but mm-hmm. how – how do you find chatbots compared to other mediums? You mentioned that the client had like an email um, sales uh, sequence. Um, how yeah. are you finding chatbots compared to things like email? And then just in general for results that you can deliver for clients. Yeah, I think I think um, this really goes towards, you know, talking about going omni-channel, I think, for brands now. I mean, it's, you know, all very well. You're having your email and you're having your website, but trying to get, you know, all, you know, other marketing channels with WhatsApp for business or whatever, whatever it is, it's, it needs to, it's now omnichannel is trying to get all those channels to kind of work together. And, um, I you know, it's, uh, that was another thing that attracted me about ManyChat was the ability to use the SMS and the email function within the same platform yeah. as well as the flow builder. Um, but I, I think, I think email open rates are generally low, lower than they ever used to be. And I think it's because there's, there's quite a lot of them. I mean, I, I, I get a lot. Some of them, I, there's very few that I actually open up and read. And the ones that I open up and read are the ones that are conversational, the ones that, you know, are very chatty rather than going, and this is our new product. And you'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> not really that interested. And and people's email boxes are full, but n- not many people will ignore a message in Messenger, that ping, and you're like, oh, who's that? <laughs> and then they go into it and they're, like, you know, and it's and the open rates are from what I'm seeing at the moment, are higher. So I built a flow for a a coach here in the UK a couple of weeks ago, 
and it was only only um, connected organically to a comic growth tool. And I think she used the ref URL in a couple of places. So it it didn't get um, it wasn't as widely used as the Facebook ads that she was running. But as of, of the people who came into that flow, 90 percent took the intended action, which was to sign up for a webinar. And that's pretty amazing. And the, and the one person, um, sorry, the one percent who who didn't, then went and looked at the. Uh, I took them through a slightly different flow, and they went then went and looked at the landing page, which was all about the course that she was trying to sell anyway. So it was still. I mean, it was it was a huge result. I was like, that's really amazing. That's ninety percent, and it was literally three or four uh, message boxes and one click of an email. And then, and then that was it. And then her tech support linked it, linked it up to Active Campaign, and they, their email then took over with the, the Zoom details and everything like that. So it was quite a simple thing, but ninety percent took the intended action. And then on the, um, because it was a confirmed event, I could then use the confirmed event reminder tool to send out the reminders at the time. And I think of the people who received it, a hundred percent read the messages. And the click-through rate was between 70, uh, 77 to 96, um, which would be a little bit lower because um, I tend to pick up Messenger on my phone. But if I was receiving a webinar link, I'd go, oh, there's my reminder. I must go and sit on my desktop. Yeah, so exactly. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. click yeah. through from my phone. So, But even that, you know, 77 to, to 90-odd percent click-through, it just shows, I think, the potential that is is there that, that brands possibly need to utilize a little bit more. And, um, you know, people take notice of Messenger and it, it's quick and it's easy. And so, you know, some of the emails that come into my inbox are like, you know, so long and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I end up just not reading them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. A couple of things you touched on there around you open the emails that are conversational and mm. I think as human beings we gravitate towards those that type of marketing more now yeah. because we're using conversations with peers and um, et cetera a lot more now. But then you've got that, I guess, the – I'm not sure whether whether fluffy is the right word, but that, that side of things that's it's mm. engaging but then the numbers people will go, well, that doesn't sell product or – um, improve our profit uh, profit for the business overall. But then you're like, well, only one in, on average for your emails, only one in five people are probably opening your emails. Um, we're getting a conversion rate on a landing page, which probably is, I don't know, maybe around 20% for a webinar landing page, but we're getting close to 100% of people opting in for that webinar. Plus, mm. then you add, you know, you mentioned those those little questions that you asked them um, before they actually signed up. Like, are you generating some info about those people as well that then, you know, because if people go through to a landing page and sign up for a webinar, it's name, email, but I don't really know that much about you other than you'll hopefully come along to my webinar. Um, mm. But those questions in there, you can ask a couple of things about them, generate a little bit more info from them, to deliver more personalization down the track. And then the, from a numbers perspective, like you said, the 70 plus percent click through rate, which is incredible. Um, mm. and, and then obviously from a webinar perspective, that increases the attendance rate as well, which is the goal, right? Sure. For, for webinars yeah, yeah, to be definitely. able to drive people there. So mm. it appeases those, those numbers people as well. And 
like what was the reaction from the client, can I ask, around, you know, investigating that and being like this? Was that the first time that they'd run a chatbot for a webinar, do you know? Uh, I think it was, yes. And and to be brutally honest, I haven't actually spoken to her yet because this was only earlier this week. That's on the list for tomorrow is just to, to touch base with her and, and put out some of the figures her way. But um, when I did speak to her, her assistant, she said, you know, the, the, the interest in the, in the webinar has been phenomenal. They've been, it was a whole part of this, you know, masterclass setup and she, they were very, very pleased with the way that um, all the marketing efforts had, had driven uh, the, the, um, the challenge that she was doing. And I mean, on, on day one, I did dip into it actually. And um, through their own marketing and through the chatbot and everything, she had, I think, 180 people on a Facebook live. And she'd had, when she opened the doors to this, to the group, I think she had 800 people waiting to get in there, which were, which didn't all come from chat marketing. It, to be brutally honest, it came you know a lot from ads and from organic, but it was all the marketing channels at the same time. And she did phenomenally well. So absolutely amazing, amazing results. Yeah, I think when people Definitely. sort of start to see the um, potential for it, and mm. of course chatbots aren't the silver bullet. Like anything, it needs to work in in place with everything else that you're doing in the overall marketing strategy. Yeah, but definitely. it can really enhance it, and, yes. and it can really improve the numbers that those other channels are delivering as well. Certainly yeah. not to be underrated. Um, can you sort of now look back on you know when you came across the chatbots and you were looking at. Um, many chat and go in there and then now looking forward, you know, only a handful of months down the track, but can you imagine, um, and now obviously this is a focus for you in the business amongst other things mm. as well, but can you imagine where you would be if you probably hadn't come across or that client hadn't said, I need you to investigate this chatbot thing? Do you think you would have eventually found it or do you I think, think it's so. something that has really made an impact on your business? Oh, it's, I mean, it's definitely made a huge impact on my, on my business. I think, I think probably without realizing it, I was still looking for something within, within the business. So I very much enjoyed, I enjoy working within social media, but I don't really wish to do a whole full channel management for clients anymore because it, it takes quite a lot of work. Yeah. And, um, I, I love doing ads as well. And that is, that's quite a complex set of skills needed for that. But when I chat marketing is something that I'm excited about getting up in the morning and excited to go to my desk. If I know I've got a whole day building a bot or writing about it. So to d today I was writing actually, actually for someone else doing some copywriting on chatbots about how um, on the, the Shopify integration and how that can really help the customer journey. And, and I'm excited to come to my desk and I've, I've been actually now kind of in the middle of positioning the business to be more about messenger marketing. So there is the paid side of messenger marketing and then there is the organic side of messenger marketing. And it kind of how many chat bridges the, those two sides. I think that is where I fit. That's where I feel very, very comfortable. And, and I could, I feel so much more excited in myself. <laughs> that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? But no, no, I, 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 think, I think it's a, it's really accurate. Yeah. And I think when you, when you come to work and you're excited about what you do, and then when you start talking to people as well, and they, they can feel your excitement about the possibilities for, for their business, 
and that that's that's huge. I think that's when you've 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 found found your bag, as it were. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it suits a lot of people, and it sounds like it certainly suits you as a mm, marketer um, as well. To you know, and what you want to do, and um, relating back to, uh, I guess your past career, then you take a break with the kids and then you jump in back into work again. So after you've, you've come back as a mum and and are working in your career as well and trying to find something different, um, and it is very different than a print media um, mm-hmm. market and digitally sound, and then going into um, chat marketing, do you think it's suited – the person that you are now is get I guess is what the question I'm trying to ask like if you have him probably that um that lens now in life as much as you do in in mm. marketing do you think that suits that really well as well I think I think so yeah I mean I I get you know I mean I would say my kids are at school. They're clearly not. They're being homeschooled at the moment but they, you know <laughs> hopefully they'll be back in school so but so time is Time is, is limited, so I need to be able to, to work um, around their homeschooling. And my, my daughter sits up here with me. And she, she's pretty good. She's, she's 10, so she's pretty self-sufficient. But even with the kids in the house, it's quite distracting. So I need to kind of um, get my work done and be very efficient about what I do, kind of getting myself from A to B to meet my, my to-do list and my tasks and everything that clients need. And I think chatbots are the, are the same. It's no one wants to go into a chatbot flow that's like, you know, 30 blocks long. Everyone, it, the end always needs to be in, in sight from the start when you're, when you're building it. And you need to be able to keep their attention throughout. But it's, it's got to be quick, whether they're signing up for a webinar, whether they're coming through an, a, an abandoned cart sequence in, in the Shopify integration. It's, my thoughts now are, you know, I don't have a lot of time and the tools that I use and the communications that I use and the work that I do, it's, it's kind of got to, it's got to be efficient. It's got to get the job done. It's got to get the message across. And and that's it really in its simplistic form. Um, and that's, I like my, you know, I wish my kids could do the same thing, but unfortunately it still takes them two hours to put their shoes on and get out of the house. But, you, know, you answered that yeah. a lot better than I asked that question. So <laughs> that, that makes a lot more sense. That was what I was trying to get at. Um, <laughs> how much of, oh, I asked this question to all guests um, out there, how much of your success um, only recently, but, you know, throughout your whole mm-hmm. career as well has come down to hard work and how much has come down to just pure luck and just being in the right place at the right time? Oh, a, a lot of a lot of hard work, I would say. I mean, uh, anyone who's worked in B2B print publishing on a, a weekly title or even, you know, I never worked on a daily title, um, but they know it's, it's hard work. Mm. And when you're on print deadline, you're there until that paper's gone to press, even if it's nine o'clock at night. You may start at half past eight, half past nine in the morning, but you know, no one leaves until until that last that last page is gone. Um, so definitely, definitely a lot of hard work. Um, I didn't find I didn't find training in Facebook ads necessarily easy, even though it's technology and conversation. There's a lot of strategy behind it as well. There's a lot of numbers. 
Um, and even now, it's still not easy with the whole iOS and, you know, and the conversion APIs that people are having to deal with, with the whole battle between the, mm. on the, on the privacy side. Yeah, it's, it's a constantly changing um, arena. But then digital marketing is, you don't work in digital marketing for things to stay the same. For, you know, technology does not stand still and, and we can't either. You have to move with it. And, um, I think, and also because also here being here in the UK, literally two to three months, I forget the exact date now of when it was after I discovered chat marketing was so excited about everything. <laughs> then the whole EU thing kicked in and it was like, yeah. Oh my goodness me, this is just absolutely devastating. And um, for those people listening who, who are not aware, then a lot of the growth tools were taken away because of uh, Facebook trying to comply with the European privacy laws. And um, it was not like now it was like, well, how do I get people into the bots? How do I, especially that was also combined with restrictions on the ad platform as well due to Messenger, which, which sadly have not returned yet, I don't believe. I'm hoping they will be. Yeah, but it's now, thing, yeah. where are we now? Um I'm not quite sure when this this is going out, but yeah, at the moment we're yeah, kind of in Feb, yeah. end of Feb. So at the moment we are nearing the end of uh, Q Q1 in Facebook um, in, in in 2021, and Facebook announced a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, ManyChat did as well that they are now rolling back a lot of the uh, tools for the third party APIs, which is amazing news because it means we've got the growth tools back. So I am uh, now have a little bit more of a spring in my step as well. But equally, when it, when it did happen, there was a lot of doom and gloom in the marketplace. And I kind of sat back and listened and watched what people were doing. And then the, the many chat in Europe face group, um, group started and there was some real top um top people in there some real uh, good educators as well coming out with saying okay we can't use persistent menus and so now you need to use quick replies and this is how you do it and i was like oh okay so there, there's still ways there are still ways of covering yeah. quite a lot of the functionality it's just a case of thinking differently um which is a challenge it's always a challenge and it takes hard work but i think for me chatbots i have found easier because it appeals to my language skills and um, communication skills, but also because I'm just really excited to work within the industry that actually I don't mind the hard work. So sometimes if my husband's watching something quite dull on the television, I'm there on the laptop and just, you know, browsing through and going, oh, look at that. <laughs> you know, it's a bit sad really, isn't it? But... <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I think a lot of other chat marketers probably resonate with that as well, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's interesting that you mentioned. Um, obviously, it, it impacted a lot of people um, in the EU and the restrictions mm. on it. And uh, I think there's always – there's ways around it, um, but – like you mentioned, digital evolves as well. Mm. New agreements um, are come up with just recently in the last week. Um, we've experienced in that mm. in Australia as well, where Facebook of you have. Um, yes. decided to ban all the media, but just in the last you know, um, couple of days, they have come to an agreement. Um, yeah, and they news, rolled it back, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> so news is now back on the platform. Um, so it was, was off for a few days, but it does, it quickly evolves. And, and you know, I mean, that's, probably a huge example of how something can quickly literally change on a mm. dime and um, a lot of the content um, or a lot of the pages can be wiped off Facebook and then reinstated only a week later. <laughs> so yeah. um, I, I think there's always, like I said, ways around it, um, people that can find some solutions for it. But I think your pedigree and, and 
you know, going back to those print days and obviously being mm. there, you're just there to, until the job is done. Yeah. Is certainly something that is will hold you in good stead going forward um, from a yeah. chat marketing perspective just to be, well, we just need to find a way around it. Like we just need mm. to find a solution. Um, it's exactly. there. Um, so um, what does the, the – um, we're at the start of, like you mentioned, Q1 here in 2021. What can you see is your focus – Going forward for the rest of 2021 in the in the chat marketing space, where can you see yourself going, and I guess all the also the industry going as well? Well, I think the industry itself is only going to evolve from here, um, and obviously, just just referencing ManyChat again, they are uh, hugely progressive. Um, I'm stupidly excited about what. Conversations 2021 is going to bring, even though it's months away, and I'd, I'd love to know if I'm actually going to be able to go to something this year or, or not. Yeah, you're but, You know, you know that there's going to be a whole load of new tools coming out. Um, they they're constantly tweaking. Um, they, I love the way that you can put in feature requests. So if something is is um, not working, or that there's something there that you think that actually this would really enhance it, and actually, um, a, one of the Product, I don't, can't remember what she was called now. Something like a, a product technician reached out to me on LinkedIn last month from ManyChat, and she said, "I see you've upvoted this feature request. Would you mind jumping on a on a call with me, and That's we can so chat cool. about about this feature request, how yeah. it would help your business, and how you're using ManyChat in your business anywhere?" And I was like, "Wow, really?" <laughs> so then I jumped on a, on a Zoom call with two ladies from Russia, and they ran through everything, and I sat there and I spoke to them about it, and it was like. Thank you very much. And I was like, no, thank you. Honestly, how often do you get a chance to kind of talk to the product teams about how you're using their product in the business? It doesn't. I know other people do it. I know, but I've certainly never had that opportunity before. Yeah, definitely. So I, I love that about ManyChat. Um, with regards to to my business, I am certainly looking to uh, increase my knowledge and my build skills. Um, I'm very confident in what I do now, but I want to – so within within the ad space, I work with a lot of e-com clients. Um, so I want to – this is why I was looking into the Shopify integrations today, and I want to try and learn to, to build in the Shopify integrations and how that can really help clients as well and how, you know, how it can differ from – you, I'm trying to explain this way. For example, if someone abandons their cart from a Facebook ad, mm. you don't know why they've abandoned their cart. Fair enough. It's probably because the doorbells rang or their child's fallen over. But they, there could be any number of reasons. But if um, if you bring that person into a chatbot, you can find out their why. You could before taking them into a, an abandoned cart sequence for a discount code or you know an alternative product. You could say to them, hey, I noticed you abandoned this product. Um, would you mind me asking you why? Was it A, price, B, color, C, style, or D, I got distracted? And then, you know, whatever they click on, then you can then take them, you know, if it was I got distracted, you could take them into a lighthearted flow going, well, I know, it's, it happens a lot. Did the doorbell <laughs> ring? Did the dog bark? Anyway, you know, here's that product. Uh, if it was style or color, you can then obviously direct them to other other ways. And if it was price, you can then offer a discount code. And that is very, very powerful. If you can find out your clients why, I think it can really help you as a as a brand to build your business and build your your lo- your loyalty and help your customers on their on their customer journey 
throughout your your business. So that I think is moving into e-com is um, something I am very keen to explore and and build for clients in in 2021. Yeah, that's a very exciting future um, that you've got planned. E-commerce is one of those things that. You know, yeah, like you said, you can you can go down a real rabbit hole with it, but it does, and particularly in, in um, your situation at the moment, and you mentioned in the UK and even mm. bricks and mortar businesses that haven't been opened that may have an online store, like being able to enhance what they can do or to combine what they're doing with their bricks and mortar store just opens up these amazing opportunities. So sure. I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate um, you going down uh, that rabbit hole and exploring a little bit more about the e-commerce space. So. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun with it as well. Um, I, I've always finished with uh, the last question. Is there anything I haven't asked you um, yet that you think people would find um, interesting or relevant? Oh, I, well, I actually think it's also important to to point out a couple of things when it comes to, to chatbots. Um, the first thing, probably very boringly, is compliance. It's uh, it's yeah, well, a huge particularly area in, in your area of the world. Um, particularly you know. over here and particularly, you know, uh, you you can't just jump on the chatbot and, and spam everybody. You wouldn't, you know, you shouldn't and you, would, you shouldn't want to be that brand who does that anyway. Um, always very clear to have a strategy. Um, but uh, compliance is huge, not only within, within many chat, but also terms of service within Facebook themselves. So I have all the all the uh, compliance documents bookmarked and I make an effort to go in through and look through everything. So compliance is one thing. Context is another um, as well. In It is conversational marketing, but you have to be aware of the rules. Um, so, for example, and I, I, I mentioned earlier about the confirmed event reminder. You can't send out a confirmed event reminder that says, hey, first name, uh, it's time for that webinar. Here's mm. your link because that is that will get pulled yeah. up by the bots because you need to be very explicit that a confirmed event reminder is for an event that a person has confirmed that they are attending. So you yes. need to put that into the bot that says, hey, first name, the, the, this is your friendly reminder that the event that you have registered for is now about to start. So even though it's um, a very fun industry to be in, compliance is, is huge and people have to realize that. Um, that's probably quite a boring, boring thing to end on, but <laughs> no, but it's a relevant thing though that I think is, yeah. is becoming. You even look at the communities and the conversations in the groups that it is something that's probably you know the old eighty twenty rule that is a majority of conversations. People are how why have I been blocked and why won't this work and how come I can't reach mm. people and yeah, you know Facebook doesn't take any prisoners um, with it. No. You know that you don't get a second chance. Um, with it. So, and if, if you're doing the wrong thing, then you risk it impacting not only your chatbot, but your business, um, overall and your whole presence. So, or other, or clients' businesses as well. And I, I truly believe in that, that the learning never stops, right? It is, you know, despite whatever industry you work in, um, especially if you're in technology and you're working in social, the learning never stops because the technology is continuing at an absolutely astounding pace. And if you stand still and only work within the parameters of what you know, you're soon going to get left behind and you're soon probably not going to be compliant. And it really pays to to keep up the learning, keep up the education and keep the communication um, coming from yourself within the communities that 
that we work in. So within the many chat communities and other Facebook communities that work in Facebook ads, you know, conversational marketing and making sure that we are, you know, we are the ones that, that know the information in order to be able to educate our clients as well to make sure that they don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is, is a great important. point. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. important and a great point to finish on um, yeah. as well. So, um, Mel, where can people find you, find out a little bit more about you, what you do and how you can help? Yeah, you can find me at my website, which is sociallysound.co.uk. You can find me on my uh, social channels, socially uh, socially sound on Facebook and Instagram, and I think I, I of course I'm under my normal name uh, at Mel Eilers on Clubhouse. I see no brands allowed on Clubhouse. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's an interest. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, that's an interesting new um, uh, call to action that a lot of people have only been doing recently as well. Go and find me on Clubhouse <laughs> no. as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, everywhere. Well, um, yeah. to give the listeners yeah, that's background, that's where I found you. Um, yeah. And we've yeah. had a lot of conversations uh, in the space around chat marketing and are constantly having discussions with a lot of chat marketers. So it is yeah. a great place to find people like yourself as it well. Is. Um, it is, definitely. <laughs> hey, Mel, it's been a lot of fun. Um, um, really interesting to hear about your story and um, like I mentioned before we recorded, everyone sort of has their, their little own, uh, call it a journey for lack of a better word, to get into this space mm. um, and no one just sort of hops up and just goes, I don't do chatbots today. So it's interesting <laughs> because it is such a new uh, and developing space as to how people actually get there. So I really appreciate your time. Um, I know listeners out there will have taken a lot from it. Um, and thank you once again for joining us on the Chat Marketing Podcast. Oh, thank you, Dan. All right, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Mel Islands of Socially Sound. She certainly has a unique lens on the space and how fast it's evolving after being in an industry like print that has certainly evolved drastically over the past couple of decades as well. Now, all the show notes for today's episode can be found at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 18. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 18. And Mel did mention Clubhouse, which reminds me, actually, if you head over to the platform there and follow me, I'm at chat marketing. You can even hit the little reminder bell to find out when I do a room. I actually do a weekly room with some of the guests you've heard on this podcast that we've been chatting about some really interesting topics. So I hope to see you over there. Until then, though, and next week, thanks so much for your company. We'll chat soon.